Welcome to the podcast, People More Interesting Than Me. I'm your host, Michael Stromsky, where every week I host a new guest with unique professions, personal adversity, or even maybe a strong opinion or two. And if you haven't hit the five stars review on Apple Podcasts, please hit it now before you forget. Running a podcast is a surprising amount of work, and more reviews converts into a wider range of future guests. This week, we talked to Sin and Jay. Sin and Jay are the hosts of Eyes Wide Open. Jay was homeless on the streets of Toronto. He built his business while homeless and pulled himself out after almost three years. Jay's a natural teacher who taught Sin how to change her life. Four years ago, Sin left her marriage and Jay helped her get clean from painkillers and helped her with her panic attacks. We talk about how they've been consulted to help boost OnlyFans accounts and what they're trying to accomplish with their podcast, Eyes Wide Open. Enjoy. Awesome. Yay. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you guys. Uh, it's Sin and uh, Jay, hey. right? Okay, perfect. It's Can Mike, just... right? Michael yes. or Mike? Yes. Eh, I don't care either way. There's too many of us already anyway. <laughs> Is is podcasting? Is it like your your main job, or do you guys each have your own job? No, it's our main thing. Yeah, it's our okay. passion and joy. Awesome, awesome. And how many how many episodes are you guys in now? Right, we have uh, twenty five. Twenty. Well, yeah, we have twenty five. Uh, one thing I find the most difficult is finding guests, and I feel like no, I thought people had like. Because since we don't interview anyone, I don't know. Yeah, we solved that <laughs> issue. I, I've we like, don't have guests. Yeah. That, that, well, I, I've it, reached out to people, and they're like, "Oh, I have a lot of people now. Can can we book next month? And uh, or like in a couple weeks?" And so I assumed like everyone had like tons of guests opportunities. Well, I think there's two two things to focus on. One is your pitch for guests, because the quality of your pitch determines. You know, who's magnetized to you, who resonates, who bothers to apply. If your pitch sounds serious enough or like if the right blend of serious and casual, then you'll probably get committed people. And then secondly, what's your screening process for guests? Like once they say yes and put their hand up and I want to be in, do you qualify them somehow? Do you run a little test? Do you tell them, hey, find my name on my website or to see if they're detail oriented or if they can follow basic instructions? You know what I mean? You would you would be surprised how many people like it's funny. I work at a company and you would think so many people have common sense and like all these things that <laughs> and 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 I I might even say that and I might, you know, I'm just blind to it. It's like one of those things. And that's one thing I hope to never change is that I will always be able to change. That's like my biggest thing. Nice. We love that. Yeah, oh. we love change. We love change. Yeah. When I saw your the name of your podcast and you're like people more interesting than me. And I was like, this dude is more interesting than me and anyone else. So I was like, I I really want to go on your show. <laughs> so since you bring it up, how how did you guys meet? Um, well, okay. <laughs> and and just to preface this to people, if I haven't already prefaced it in the intro, which I probably did, you guys are co-host on a podcast what's the podcast called eyes wide open wow did you guys practice that that was amazing no. <laughs> it was very in sync it was amazing <laughs> sorry keep going 
Um, okay, so <laughs> Jay and I had a mutual friend who YouTube interviews, and he was working with Evan Carmichael at the time. Uh, he's like a C-list celebrity. Uh, he's got like 3 million subs on YouTube and um yeah and Jay was his brand consultant yeah and so they worked together and anyway so I met her through Evan's content so I knew who Jay was she did a YouTube interview with him and she posted it and I was really angry with my ex-husband at the time when the notification came up for Jay's interview uh, and so I wanted something to distract me while I was hate washing dishes. And uh, the the video starts and he looks at the camera and he's like, fuck the past and like yelling. And so immediately got my attention uh, and I watched the whole interview. It was like 45 minutes standing there in my kitchen uh, after I turned off the water. I'm just I was fascinated. Everything he said was just unusual and unique and he has this amazing energy and perspective about life and homelessness and relationships and just everything and I fell in love like immediately uh so I went to his Instagram and he had like 500 posts on and I scrolled down to the beginning and I read every single post, comment, reply, like any conversation. Like I wanted to know him. I just thought he was fascinating and all the things he he was saying and sharing. It was a, a lot. Of, back then it was uh, brand building and, and growing your business, um, you know, entrepreneur stuff. And like it was, even then it was just all new and amazing, incredible things. So he had a newsletter back then and I tried to sign up and it wasn't working I tried with five different emails and finally I was like I don't know how to reach this person and I couldn't stop thinking about him uh and I even told my ex-husband who was like well if you like him then reach out say something so I did and he helped me get on the newsletter and he thought he was going to go back to work and that was it. But uh, I kept stalking him and we became friends. And uh, yeah, here we are. <laughs> that awesome. was four years ago. So when when did you guys decide, I guess, after that you met, when you're like, let's do a podcast? What like what came into your head for that? Well, she was playing around with that idea for a while. And for me... I'm just happy to get my workout in any, in any format. I'm not, I'm format agnostic. I don't, I love every art form. I love every medium. I'm comfortable with all of them. I'd happily do, you know, video, audio, written, Morse code. I don't care. <laughs> uh, spoken, you know, what do you call it? Uh, motivational speaker, you, you name it. I'm ready. But well, this is our, she like, wanted to do a podcast. Yeah. And, and this was not our first vibrations no like we were number... in a kink, a kink company yeah kink clothing line yeah um we, we had a a book a motivational book yeah we had a like an entrepreneur group facebook group or like a, a mentorship group or a, a, a mastermind mm -hmm. we had two of those uh we also we helped only fans girls yeah build their businesses yeah how'd that go a lot of coaching i was the bimbo whisperer the bimbo whisperer i like that it's a yeah. killer name. Was that your was that your hashtag? That sounds really cool. 
Yeah, actually, well, the account's no. still up. You can check it at the Bimbo Whisperer. Yeah. I don't, so yeah what, what was that like? I, I mean, the only thing I... I met a lot of bimbos. A lot of met a lot of bimbos. <laughs> is it because I mean I don't really I I mean obviously I have a, a belief what an OnlyFans is, but is it just I got to see behind the scenes with some of the girls that shared with me, but but whatever. But, Either way, it's a legitimate thing. And like I mean, a... they're selling they're they're selling their time. They're selling basically their image, right? Yeah, and it's the oldest profession. I mean, it's just digital now. Yeah, and most of them don't interact physically with other people so it's just them kind of mm. like what we're doing basically but yeah naughtier. it's like a a, a naughty podcast <laughs> yeah yeah and basically. what are like give me one of the stories like i i mean i look on instagram interviewing like the top people and they're like yeah i made two hundred thousand dollars in a month what are what are some of the, like the realist like i'm not i'm not trying to downplay how much they make because i imagine they make a lot of money like the really good ones, the ones you were working with, how much? We targeted beginners because they need the most help. The ones who are crushing it, you know, they're naturally hot or they had some connections or, and they're doing fine. Like they didn't need our help. And it's more lucrative if we go pursue them as a, as a target, but it's less fulfilling. Like you want to help people, right? And the, the ones you want to help are the ones that are struggling to get started or, or in their early days. You know, they're anywhere from like, zero dollars a month to a couple grand a month and they have the potential to be huge they have the potential to do what the other OnlyFans girls are doing the ones the famous ones that everyone hears about the, in the news stories and headlines and stuff but there's a lot of mindset changes that have to happen there's a lot of brand changes that have to happen they've got to make some tweaks in their business and their model and their merchandising and how they approach all this stuff so yeah the potential is there to like buy a house in a few months or buy a car in a few months or you know, pay for your whole family to live in some other country. But the people we were helping uh, were really far away from that. Okay. It's, it's totally doable. Yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of them don't realize that they had a business and so that there were multiple layers to this. Yeah. And, they just thought they were selling tits for money. Like, yeah. And, and that's actually it's like, you need to treat this like a business. Yeah. That's like 10% of what they're doing. Yeah. There's way more to it than that. Yeah. Yeah. It, and, and like I said, from an outside perspective, like I have like no idea what's going on, but the way you describe it, I mean, it's exactly like a business. You look at like any celebrities, you look at Coca-Cola, you look at all these businesses and it's funny. It's just, that's why they're more than LLCs and corporations. Like, I think I was listening to something where I was saying that corporations you need to treat as a person just like you treat like uh like justin bieber it's sad but he like people see justin bieber and they don't think they don't actually see him as a celebrity which doesn't i, I don't know if i'm coming across right it's more of a brand like rather than an actual physical being that's all i was trying to say i and i think i went off on a a couple hyperboles but uh well, no it's a great point uh I believe what you're you're getting at is that it's very easy for people to dehumanize others or dismiss or write off companies or people or not see the similarity or connection between them because a company is really just the dream started by one person or, or a group of people who wanted to do something in the world, right? It's backed by people. And so you can never get away from that. What what the corporation does is reflected in the people, and what the people do is reflected in the corporation. I I I believe that's what you're getting at it. I correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. 
greater than the sum of its parts. That's yes. kind of, the whole I guess, giving it sum of its parts. Yeah. So when uh, Sin wrote me, she was talking about how you used to be homeless, right? Yeah. Two and, so and a half years. How did you get to be homeless? And then what kind of brought you out of it? So in my early 20s, I quit my job at the grocery store and dumped my girlfriend in the same day and i and, and you guys are on toronto i don't think we yeah we addressed that okay toronto toronto represent the <laughs> six is that a thing yeah, it's yeah. A thing. we the north <laughs> so so yeah uh quit my job dumped my girlfriend and as a as a kid i was raised to believe that i'm really smart I was in the gifted program, got tested. My IQ was super high, blah, 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 blah. And this gives you a complex. Like this makes you cocky and lazy and you expect to get get by on, on the smarts through your whole life as if this is going to somehow magically make you a good person or something. That's not the truth at all. And I, you know, I was not great back then. And so kind of had an ego and I was like, well, whatever. I'll just start my own business. I don't care. No problem. I was wrong. Uh, and after a, a bunch of attempts at, at making ends meet with my own business, I eventually got kicked out of my, where I was living. And then I was on the street two and a half years, but I refused to get a job. I had a lot of dignity and pride and it humbled me and it hurt my ego and it taught me a lot of lessons. But what I knew deep down is I would rather die than work for somebody else. So that wasn't happening. That sounds great that you developed, I guess, that mentality. So I assume you haven't done it since. I have not. Good. And so I guess, how did you work your way out of it then? When do you think, let's put it this way. When do you think you, you got on your own two feet again by yourself, obviously? Well, so it's a pretty crazy story. But after two and a half years of trying to get out of homelessness and to get my business off the ground. And I was, I was running it from the streets and, you know, getting enough, just enough to get some food here and there or shelter sometimes or what have you. And I, I got pretty depressed. Like you try anything for two and a half years with no results. And, and I, I, I imagine you'd also get pretty depressed. Uh, even the most positive or uh, tenacious people may suffer in that situation. So since I was so depressed, I decided to just give up and kill myself. And I was like, I'm still pretty, pretty talented and pretty smart. So I, I, at least I can do a better job at ending my life than everything else in my, that I've tried to, to accomplish. So I found the best, the best drug that the veterinarians use to put animals down nicely. And I found a source in Mexico and I saved up enough. It was the most I'd ever saved up on the street. And when I finally saved up enough, I could have used it to, you know, I don't know, do something productive, but I was done. I was like, hell no. This is the, the best investment I've ever made is going to be in this drug. But they needed an address to ship it to. And I had a friend that I, I could ship stuff to, but it would open a conversation. Like, he's like, what is this? And why are you doing this? And what is this? And now he's going to talk me out of it. And I'm like, oh, man. I just felt drained, like nothing is going right. Nothing works for me. I can't even become unalive the way I want to. So it was soul crushing. And I ended up uh, crying in an abandoned mall bathroom, uh, like snot pouring down my face, just like facing reality that I was the, the, the genius high IQ failure who 
accomplished nothing and was worth nothing and did nothing. And uh, after that, like a, a switch kind of flipped and I stopped trying to do what society wanted. I stopped trying to be a productive member of society. I stopped trying to use my talents to help others. I stopped trying to serve the community or be valuable or run a business or make something of myself. I just gave it all up and I started doing whatever the fuck I wanted. Can I swear on this podcast? Go all down. Right. All right. Uh, I'll keep it to a minimum, but no, you're fine. the point is, the point is that I started approaching life from a, I'm going to do whatever is, is in me to do like whatever I feel like doing. I don't care who judges it or what it looks like, or if it's the last thing I do, if this is the last thing I do before I die, I want to be happy with my choice. So I chose to lay on a park bench for 36 hours. Well, I didn't set a time, but it ended up being 36 hours. And I was like, whatever, I'll just dehydrate or starve here. I don't know. I don't care. I'm done trying anything. But weird things happen when you start following your heart and doing exactly what you like. Everybody else be damned. And after 36 hours, ballpark, I, I started feeling like blisters on my shoulder blades and I was boiling from the summer heat, Toronto summer heat. And I was like, well, whatever. Now I feel like getting some air conditioning or some shade. So I went to the library and I set up my laptop there and I was just screwing around. And I started giving away advice on like forums, internet forums. This is back when internet forums were, were bigger than Reddit. You know, <laughs> they were... They were popular. And as I gave my advice on various ones, people people were eating it up. They loved it. They were like, man, dude, you give fire advice. This is genius wisdom. Why hasn't someone else told me this before? This is better I, than- I don't think you mean fire. I mean, back then it was probably dope, right? Dope or like uh, <laughs> flop. I don't know. What year was this? What year? I, you're I'll right. See. You're right. It was dope and fly. Dope. Or Gucci. Gucci was another good one. I don't know if Gucci <laughs> hit Toronto. Sorry, keep going though. I apologize. No, this is- uh, <laughs> Excellent flavor for the story. Well done. <laughs> uh, anyways, people loved it. And eventually, I posted so much like helpful advice on Evan Carmichael's forums that the moderators started running out of stuff to do. They were like, this guy answered everybody and he gave fire advice. And it's it's better than what you know Evan would say. It's better than anything. This is this is amazing. So I got on Evan's radar and then he you know, invited me up to some charity event. And I was like, well, whatever, I, I have no money. I'm not even sure I can travel there. But again, if it's the last thing I do, at least I said yes to the invitation, right? Like, yeah. And so it one thing led to another. And I ended up doing a ton of stuff with Evan and collaborated for over a decade. And, uh, you know, we, we crushed it. And it was all up, uphill from there. Yeah. Uh, downhill say he uh took evan's brand from boring and bland to believe nation and and it's pretty big now and like uh he, evan has worked with gary v and gary um uh, tony robbins and tom billu be, because of jay and uh well not, not, well, not directly but you know it, he yeah, had no, to I, build I got the brand you. that he has to get him to work with these people so uh yeah, Jay knows his stuff and and he's a life changer. He changed my life. So tell me a little bit about the podcast you guys are doing. Well, it <laughs> we help you unfuck your life. 
that's what Jay did for me. And so uh, we now we get on there and I ask him a bunch of questions and he gives these unique, amazing answers that perspective that I saw in the very first video uh, that he, that I saw, I mean, the interview that I saw him on, we, now I bring that to the podcast and uh, like, he's amazing. He has this, a, a way of thinking that most people don't at all. And, and so I felt really greedy that I was getting all this great, wonderful, juicy goodness about any question I had. And I just felt so greedy. So uh, I wanted to do something fun. And the best thing in our relationship is our conversations. We have amazing conversations. And there's so many times I was like, man, I wish I was recording that. Damn, why was I recording? So now we do now we record. So uh, and yeah, it's out of all the businesses we've had together and separately, well, for, for my part anyway, uh, it's the fa my favorite thing that we've ever done. Yeah, she asks really sincere questions. Last week it was about networking and most people hate networking, but I gave a really different perspective. The week before that, I think it was about men's rights and how society has failed men. And so she asked me a bunch of questions about that. The week before that, I think it was trans activism or something. Yeah, trans activism. Um, a while back, it was the Silicon Valley bank crash. And I explained it like I'm five or like you're five or like they're five. Everyone's um, five. So yeah, yeah, basically. So it goes all over the place. And the main thing is fresh perspectives or fresh views on taboos. And we cater to people who feel lost or struggling or stuck or far from their goals. And uh I love demonstrating it, but it takes it takes a sincere question. So I need someone who really is like, man, how do I grow my podcast? Or how do I get an OnlyFans business started? Or how come my relationship is failing? I need like a sincere question to work with. Mm -hmm. uh, for for example, when you when you sort of mentioned like, oh, I have an issue getting guests. And I was like, you know, there's two things you could look at that are going to help with that. Uh, you didn't actually ask a question. It was kind of unsolicited advice. So my bad, but no, um, no, it's okay. I, I feel like, do you have, I have ADHD. So I know it's a big thing where you, where I like to try to finish like, or anticipate what people are going to say to me so I can have the answers or do you also have ADHD? Oh, I think I have the opposite. You have um, the opposite. Oh, what's the opposite? Yeah, I'm like hyper-focused and if when someone asks me a question, I get super focused and present and I just stay with the question until they're satisfied, like until they're happy with the answer and ready to move on. And and only then do I relax my focus and start, you know, moving on to other things. Though when I was a kid, I did get bored easily and maybe still do, but I don't consider it ADHD or ADD or anything like that. I just consider it like focusing, hyper-focusing on a topic until I understand everything about it. And so now there's no point in giving it further attention, right? Like, why would I, like, of course I'm going to switch topics. I'm, I'm done, done with this one. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. So let's look at it this way. Five years down the line, uh, where do you guys see the podcast or where do you guys see the brand as we kind of talked about earlier? Taking over the world. Blown up and <laughs> everyone knows who we are. I mean, that that's, I mean, to be fair, that's what every podcaster wants. I mean, why not? So let's put it this way: uh, what What do you want your image? You You've got all the money in the world. You've got three yachts. What do you want your image to be? 
So our passion uh, and mission is to help people, really genuinely help people change their lives. So Jay helped me go from uh, an addict who was miserable and anxious and depressed, and I hated my life and myself, and I was mean and hateful. Uh, and he helped me love myself and find my value and my worth. He taught me uh, that <clears throat> I could make money just because I, I have that inside. And he taught me like a million things about business and life and love and, and just myself and parenting. And, and he doesn't even have kids of his own. Uh, and, and he just helped me change my life in every single way possible. So I really want to help other people do the same and like the money i like yeah it's nice i, I want to be able to not think about it and and like let it flow whatever but really i want to help as many people as possible uh i want i don't want anyone to feel that anxious and angry and scared and lost and alone anymore uh because i did and until i met jay and he just brings so much love and light wherever he goes and and he really like he said how focused he is he will take any topic or whatever issue you have and he will focus on it until you have a solution and you feel good about it and you understand it and you know what to do the next step when he goes back to his stuff and, and you leave the situation so I want to bring that more and more to as many people as possible so when I when we say like take over the world and be huge it's really to to reach those people who were are where I was, those people who just they feel like they don't have any purpose or they're not valuable because everybody is valuable and everybody's value uh, just grows every single day. So yeah, I want to help as many people as possible. Yeah, I just tell people I want to evolve humanity. <laughs> yeah. So what I imagine is you guys want to be kind of a an image of trust where you can come for anything you guys need. And basically, like you said, Jay, kind of a well thought out answer, not just answer, but I guess just like you were talking about the OnlyFans girl, but more of not just support, but well thought answers, plans forward rather than just thinking it's like, for example, not just a... Uh, a camera but more of a industry a business stuff like that kind of even changing perspectives so you could absolutely yeah i love changing perspectives permanent change is what we're all about right I, I was i said evolving humanity i'm not joking every individual can evolve can become a better version of themselves but no one teaches them how to change or how to change permanently they get a, a little hit of dopamine from from the media out there and they're like oh i'm gonna be a better person and then tomorrow they're back to the same old thing and it's like permanent change is available and i can't guarantee it for every single person that we touch but it's definitely the focus and you're far more likely to get it from eyes wide open than you are from anything else yeah yeah, yeah. okay we're gonna we're gonna start the final question just because i want to hear the answers from both of you guys so it's going to take a little bit longer okay. um so sin we're gonna go with you first we're going to go, uh, and I'm only going to repeat the question once, Jay, and I imagine you're going to remember it, so I don't have to repeat it again, but. Oh, he will. <laughs> that's good. That's a, that's amazing, because nobody wants to hear me say it twice. Uh, <laughs> what's something that your, your parents did that you'd like to pass on to a next generation? 
And what's something that you'd want to do a little bit differently or maybe something new you want to throw in the works that you've uh, acquired in the world? Um, well, my parents were really full of worry about money and about the future. And it's something that I've had to take a lot of steps to try to get past. And unfortunately, I already instilled that stuff into my kids. So I'd like in the future for them to learn all the things I have learned about money and really apply it and understand and really, really uh, come to terms with all the stuff I taught them was wrong. <laughs> and and all this stuff I'm teaching now and, and learning now, this is better. This is good. This is the third way. This is the new perspective. And, and I would really uh, love to teach that to my kids and really anyone that I come into contact with because most people have issues with money from their parents so and what about what good things did you want to pass on from oh, parents? that's what it, oh the good things for my parents um um well yeah the way they they love they may not do it with uh in the right ways or ways that they should <laughs> uh but they really do love and i'm their only child and it's not just me they showered a lot of that onto me uh and i would like to pass that on to everyone that i'm around and i meet and and my kids i definitely did because i'm very affectionate annoyingly so even <laughs> even now uh but yeah but i, I like i want to be that way towards everyone well, that's great especially the part like i mean i don't i don't know your age but you're around my age and the fact that you are telling your kids like your opinions completely change that's a huge step just like we were talking about change like if 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 my mom would have said something like that at at like our age that would just like blow my mind because it i i was talking to somebody today about doctors and like when you're growing up and even when you're a teenager you think doctors have all the answers for like medicine and then when you get to this age you're like it it takes like three or four doctors and even then they might not be able to diagnose you and it, it's just crazy how your absolute um i don't know opinion of people Thanks. changes yeah exactly but yes just being able to say i was wrong this early in your life to such like raising your we're doing it. We're doing it differently. That's amazing. That's like phenomenal. Thanks. So, I, I agree. Thanks. And, and, you know, I know I've said it a million times on this podcast, but it's because of him. Cause, cause honestly, I was one of those people that had to be right all the time. And I could never admit when I was wrong. And if I did, it was like super painful. Now I'm like, yeah, that was wrong. I, I did it today on a job. I made a mistake about, about something and I was like, oh, oh my bad. <laughs> like I did a side thing uh for for someone for a client for just a one-time thing and there's a bunch of people there and I was like oh I made a mistake my bad and they were all like what I, I'm like I'm so used to it now that it's yeah it's it's, it's funny so so many people are afraid of making mistakes in front of other people but as soon as they do and they own it it's like it's like the cool kid in high school who doesn't care about skipping school but you would never do it but they did it <laughs> And you're like, man, I wish I would have skipped school. <laughs> yeah, that's but, a good comparison. Yeah. yeah. Okay, what about you, Jay? 
I'm not going to repeat the question. I got it. So the one thing that my parents gave me that I would like to continue passing on to future generations because it was so good is personal integrity. And this can show up in a lot of different ways. Like, for example, my parents wanted to teach us discipline and they wanted to make sure we were behaving well, but they both worked at that time. And so they were both out at work and so one of us misbehaved or something and the other one called mom at work and tattled on on me <laughs> let's just say it was me tattled on me and as the eldest i should have been you know more responsible and more mature and and not mistreating others but i you know whatever i was doing kid shit and mom left work middle of the day uh, no excuse to the boss, just I have to take care. I have to go discipline my children. That's like the, the straight up truth. Came home, laid the smack down, grounded me, punished me, whatever. And that happened more than once. And after like the second or third time, I was just like, when mom's out, everyone on their best behavior. And it taught me. It taught me to be a good person, to be a good kid. I wasn't perfect, but I knew to conduct myself well and that there would be consequences for poor actions. But most parents, they delay the consequences or, or the consequences take so long or they don't even give them any. They just throw them in front of the TV and forget about it. And it's like, that's not good parenting. That's not, where's your personal integrity? You're raising your child. You 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 threatened them or you, you gave your word. Like if you misbehave, I'm gonna do X, Y, Z or you're gonna be punished or whatever. And none of them follow through. And this lack of follow through on so many parents, not mine, mind you, but so many parents, causes huge problems and it raises a, like a terrible generation with no responsibility, no personal integrity, no discipline. And all it takes is a little bit of uh, guts, you know, like most bosses would understand if you have to do something with your kid, if it happened every two seconds, maybe not, but you got a few of those in the, in the, in the chamber. And so, but most parents are just too lazy or apathetic or stuck in their comfort zones or something. I don't, I, I don't want to judge and I don't really know, but, something is stopping most of them and it didn't stop mine and it taught me to have personal integrity and to keep my word and to do what i say and if if there needs to be consequences for someone's behavior i will make sure those consequences are delivered not in a mean way or a, a harsh way or whatever just in a i'm ready to do what it takes way and i would love more people to have this attitude um and the second thing was what would i like to do differently from from my parents or, or different for the new generation show a mm -hmm. new way and what i'd like to show differently is to is that parents and teachers and society educates kids on so many different things reading writing computers you name it they try to teach them to be a positive person or something they uh, mental health etc but where is the teaching for the next generation of how to create their own reality, like how to achieve desired results, right? How there should be some teachings or, or a process or some steps or something to achieve desired results in, in anything, really. If you want, if, if your kid wants to have a successful podcast, they should know how to do that generally. If, your kid wants to become the world's best swimmer, they should know how to do that and achieve that. Generally, there should, I would love to see 
common daily everyday teachings about achieving desired results and creating our own reality in, in the way that we want it to live an empowered life, an abundant life, a thriving life. You, what we what we all want for our kids is how to thrive, but no one teaches it. And most of the parents aren't, aren't thriving themselves. So how, how could they teach it? And to me, this would be a game changer, an absolute game changer, because I want to evolve humanity. If you imagine all the little kids who know how to achieve desired results. And to me, it's just like cooking. Like they might use a microwave, they might use an oven, they might go a different route or do a different thing or use a barbecue or become vegan or go raw. But the basics of consumption of like heating food or, or, or preparing food and consuming it should be taught. And the basics of achieving a goal or achieving a desire or creating an environment or a reality or an experience that you want to have, this basic foundation or principle must be taught. And I'm going to do it myself. Like if I have to, it looks like I have to. So hence the podcast. No, I love the perspective just because one, I mean, I, I probably sound like every other person my age, but I, I think I, for some reason I picked it up pretty easily. I don't know why, but finance, just like people coming out of high school and the way you're pitching it, you're even doing it on a much like you're thinking a much smaller level, like this is what I'm putting into the system, my inputs, and this is the outcome. I need to know what the outcome of my actions are. Like if I want to do something, I need most people from what I've seen, they just go their nine to five. They're not really understand the outcome of your actions and your drive. But no, I agree. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I take it a step further. It's understand the results of your attitude and your approach and your, your state I, of being, you know, like yeah. there is, there are results that come from an attitude and an approach and a state of being, and that's not even taught either. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that's great. I like it. And you know, it's the funny part. I never, I don't think I've gotten a, a different, a, a same response from a lot of people and I still haven't even after this episode. That's funny. It's a great uh, question. Yeah, it's yeah. a really good question. But yeah, thank you guys for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah, really appreciate it. Yeah. You guys were amazing to talk to. <laughs> thank hey, you. thank you so much, yeah, man. Great podcast, it. great yeah. vibe, great questions, great listening. And I love you guys want to shout out your podcast and where they can find you or like what's your preferred social media? Uh, we are focused solely on YouTube right now, okay. and we are at Eyes Wide Open Pod. Yep. Okay. Eyes Wide Open Pod. Eyes Wide Open Pod. Check it out, people. If you like this week's episode of People More Interesting Than Me, please follow me on Apple Podcasts so you won't miss out on more episodes like these.